Now beginning transmission 143. Lumber James. File under girls who kick ass. この番組は、ハシコットキャストの今週のエピソードへようこそ。ドクター。She Twitter、Instagram、Tumblr、Facebook、Twitter、Instagram、Tumblr、Twitter、Facebook、Twitter、Instagram、Tumblr、Facebook、Twitter、Instagram、Tumblr、Facebook、Twitter、Instagram、
Girl Scout-ish characters. Uh, they are lumberjanes, not Girl Scouts, you know, for various reasons, including probably copyright infringement. Um, but uh, yeah, we have a full collection with us today. We will start out with the reason for the, well, part of, half of the reason for a third maybe a third of the reason for uh, this month's books. We have Mr. Todd. Hi, I'm Todd. You can find me here as a co-panelist on the Funny Books and Firewater, soon to have a semicolon, comics and tonics. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. Oh, we'll see that. I also do a few other podcasts we need to get going again on, so we'll talk about that more when that happens. So yeah. uh, I'm a recent dad for the first time at a nice ripe age of 37 and three quarters. And you look like you haven't slept in about three months. Thank you. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong, but no, really, it's honey. You look tired. You should smile more. Uh... <laughs> oh, I got told that by my banker one time, and I almost punched him. <laughs> yes. So, but here I am having fun with the guys, the peoples, the groups, the, the peoples, peoples, right? So, yeah, the peoples. The peoples. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, so we also have the German accent uh, that's better or worse than mine. I'll let you decide. Uh, we have Mr. Adam. Yeah, it's Mr. Adam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. CDA it is. <laughs> uh, hey, everyone. What's up? This is Adam with uh, Big Shiny Robot. Also occasionally doing stuff with uh, over at the Board as Hell podcast with Andy Wilson. Hi, Hi Andy. Uh, and also you can find us over at Cinema Queens with our good friend Chris. Hi, Hi Chris. Chris. I'm not saying hi to Chris. No, because no. you're homophobic. Yep, what? that's it. Yeah, at least we're not. <laughs> um, and actually, as we record this, I'm we're behind one episode because he had strep throat over the weekend, so he's still gonna get better from that. I should have walked it off. Tough yeah. it through. Come on, Chris. I told him not to swallow next time, but he didn't listen. <laughs> that's his problem. Prerogative. Um, and actually, as we record this, uh, just last Sunday, I'm a member of the Utah Film Critic Association, and we meet every single year to give out awards. Uh, and I helped convince everyone to give uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse uh, Best Picture. Nice. Which Sony was super grateful well for that. Yeah, Sony they actually, almost immediately tweeted you that, like retweeted. Yeah, it. they tweeted thank you the UFCA and the big things and a big put thing saying Spider-Man is you know Best Picture of the Year. And then the fun thing is right after that, like Collider and some other sources picked it up and they're like, because we're known for always doing at least one award that's really wonky. Like what? Like we gave Andy Serkis Best Actor for Award of the Final uh, Apes. He fucking deserved. He did deserve shit. it. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> um, so that that was the award that kind of surprised people. But then they're picking it up now, being like, "Well, maybe this will get like the the attention of like the Academy and could just pretend a possible Best Picture nomination for this." So if that happens, we're claiming credit for that shit because nice. we started it. <laughs> yes. Uh, but then aside from that, I'm always out there curating our grinder scruff and tights with a Z account. Um, also in Utah, finishing up that trio, we have Mr. Maya. Hey, I'm Maya. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter at Mr. Maya. That's M-R-M-I-A-H. Uh, or Instagram at the Mr. Maya. Or you can follow my cat on either at it's the Jonesy. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, returning to join us uh when he's not busy writing, he actually gets to talk to us. We have Mr. Jason. Hi. Uh, as Brian says, I am an unemployed writer in Los Angeles, which just means I have a lot of free time. <laughs> yeah. This means you're a writer uh, in Los Angeles. That's all. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you can find me in real life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There we go. In the moment. In the moment. Yes. Oh, when, I do hear that, when I hear writer instead of actor, my brain goes, well, he's not waiting tables. It's true. No, I've already done that, though. Yeah. <laughs> 
You know, I really do believe everyone should wait tables for about a year. It oh, makes I everyone a better completely person. Agree. Yes. I, I tried doing that uh, as one of my first jobs. I did apply to many places, and uh, they wanted someone with experience. So <laughs> yay, yay, show yay. enough cleavage. <laughs> we, want, we, we want people that have experience doing this to do this entry level that, that we had listed at entry level. Well, my yeah. favorite thing is like on the technology side of things as new technologies come out. You can definitely see people that don't know what they're talking about. It's like, so this new language, like Swift, for Apple came out, mm-hmm. and there was listing says needs three years experience with Swift programming. I'm like, the thing's six months old. Yeah, <laughs> does not exist. Does not um, exist. You're asking for people that don't exist. Uh, also, since we just introduced Jason, I want to say hi to Elena because she's actually reading all the books. So hi, Elena. Hey, hi, Elena. Hi, Elena. I'm sorry, but awesome. Yeah, no. <laughs> because of Jason, she started listening to the show, and then uh, because we're doing all books of girls that kick ass, she actually is reading all the books. So I've been texting her, telling her which books to actually read. So she's actually listening and reading along with us, as you can at home as well. I don't know how many people actually do or not, but you know, hopefully you do. We have some good books this week. And hey, I'm Brian. Uh, I'm a sound designer based out of Southern California. As of recording this today, I have now signed my contract. So now you get to hear about me doing shows in Logan for the next couple months. How great is that? Uh, I'm doing three shows. They're doing six. I'm doing three. Uh, one show. I saw it as way more work than I could adequately do from out here in California. <laughs> so I am not going to do it. Uh, That's a so, very uh, General Mattis approach and wording. <laughs> <laughs> I will have to re-edit that a little bit so it doesn't. I don't say the one thing I said before. F- future Brian. Thank you, Future Brian, thank for you, future keeping Brian. present Brian and employed. Yes, it's true. <laughs> So um, I'm going to be doing uh, Raisin in the Sun, Claiborne Park, and Murder for Two. Um, and then they're also doing Mamma Mia, The Great Society is a staged reading, and uh, a one-man show called Size Matters. Um, so yeah, they're doing six shows in three different venues. Um, I'm only working in two of the different venues. That's part of the reason why I'm not doing one of the other shows. And that is it. Book intro. Uh, so this week's book um, is called Lumberjanes. Um, this is a book that is pretty all ages, to be quite honest with you. And uh, I mean, would everybody agree with that? Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah okay. Completely. Yeah, and it's it's a fun, silly kind of romp um, of a group of Girl Scouts type characters who uh, happen to have lots of weird encounters with uh, strange mythological and bizarre creatures out in the woods, um, all while ditching their uh, camp counselor and driving her slowly insane while they run away. Does that seem like a fair intro to everybody? You know, for me, as I was reading this going through to like people like, how do I describe this or whatnot? It's a yeah. little bit like Phineas and Ferb meets young Indiana Jones. Very much so, yeah. I would totally agree with that. That's a good. That's a really good description, actually. I like that. Um, and a, a kind of a similar sense of humor to Phineas and Ferb, too, I would yeah. say. Um, I think that's pretty accurate. Myification. So, uh, Mr. Todd, what would you call the myification of this? You know, it's um, girls rock at a young age. I mean, and parents want to pay to not raise them. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I like it. I like it. I mean, it's, cool. so here in Utah and uh, Western society, I see all these movies like Adam's Family Values and everything is where these summer camps where kids go for all summer and like the parents yeah. write letters or see them. And I'm like, I don't know any kids in our culture that really did this sort of thing that just seems so heavily prevalent on the East Coast. 
Yeah, it's sort of like the myth of like what prom is like. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, I don't know like, anybody oh, who actually rented a limo for prom. Right, or you see like these high school parties that have like, I don't know, like that. She's all that, you know, all these different yeah. parties. And I'm like, I, it's not that they don't exist. It's just I'm not where I'm from. Well, yeah, it's like, that's the thing is I never know if that's because I grew up in Utah or because I wasn't popular, but I never was at a party that was like that. Ever, at all. By someone who actually grew up uh, on the East Coast, I can tell you I actually did go to uh, a camp for a little bit during the summer. Uh-huh. Uh, it was one of the Triple C camps that I think uh, FDR started um, as part uh-huh. of the New Deal. And how long um, were you there? Uh, I'm trying to remember. I think it was a couple of weeks. Okay. Um, but yeah, they, my, my parents put me on a bus and then uh, the bus went to campground with a bunch of other kids and, uh, we all had our own little cabin and our own sort of group leader. And, uh, there were activities and things to do during the day. And at night you just, uh, ate the mess hall and went to bed and rinse, recycle. Was this a great experience? Okay. And eh, or... It was actually really fun. Uh, I can remember very vividly uh, our cabin putting on a big show of um, the Beach Boys surfing USA for nice. everyone. Uh, that was a lot of fun. So, yeah, it's good. Was it co-ed or was it uh, all boys? Or? Uh, it was co-ed, yeah. Oh, nice. And I also went to one actually in Oregon as well uh, that was also co-ed. That was there any was summer for, romances for young Jason? Uh, yes. In the Oregon one, I had a huge crush on one of the camp counselors. Ooh, uh, she gave me woman, a penny like at the end of the trip. So, uh, you know, it got pretty That's serious. Fantastic. A, a penny. She yes. gave you a penny. A penny. To stop yes. Penny? It, it sort of ties into a, a camp song that I do not remember, unfortunately, but you give a penny with the heads up then it, it means something pretty, you know, special. Wow. Yeah. An older woman, Jason. Wow. Couldn't help myself. I'm pretty impressed, man. You got game even at a young age. It's impressive. Look what happened to me now. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I have another one once. Another one once. Yeah, man. Okay. Really? This is like a campfire where we're telling like stories. I'm waiting for here in a minute. I had s'mores. You can make make the drink for this uh, book I made. I know, right? That looks really tasty. Okay, well, speaking of Jason's game, we're going to jump into our drinking game rules. Drinking game. Jason, why don't you lead us off? All right. Uh, Mine is called The Lady References. If you actually read the Lumberjanes uh, books, you'll see that the uh, writer actually mentions a lot of uh, historical uh, women who uh, either done really incredible things or wrote a book about it or uh, one of the two. Uh, And so whenever she mentions uh, someone historical, take a drink. Cool. That actually kind of ties into, I believe, that Adams is sort of similar. Uh, yeah, so my drink is called Oh My Heck, and basically it's when uh, every character is swearing, but they use a different word than the, the swear word. It's yes. more kid-friendly. Nice. And sometimes they use the, the names that Jason mm-hmm. is saying. Yeah. So. Yes. Mine is called Where's Jen, which is every time they ditch Jen for the drink. And then, uh, Mr. Todd, what is yours? Mine is the... Um... The title of it, I'll come to me again in a moment. But every time you see the camp counselor with tattoos, kind of a thing, and like this is the like sage advice, like tell me what's going on, but the cool person, you need to take a drink because that would just be odd to me growing up. It's cool that it's being introduced at such a young age. What you sent me the name was was camp counselor slash role model. Oh, tattoo, the tattoo role, role model. model. Yeah, there you go, the tattooed role model. And Mr. Maya, uh, mine's called badges. We don't need no stinking badges. 
Uh, anytime the word badge appears, take a drink. And it's not spoiling anything because it's in a future issue, but there is a great issue, probably in the trade paperback three, where they actually sit down and try to give boring badges and they lose their minds because they're terrible at it, like scrapbooking, like they're awful at it, like they can't do anything normal, which is kind of That's fun great. and endearing about this. Validity votes. Well, then let's jump into votes as to whether or not we believe that it is worth you, our dear listeners, hard-earned time, money, and effort to hunt this book down and give it a read. Um, we will start with uh, Mr. Adam. Yes. Mr. Maya. Yes. Mr. Jason. 100% yes. Mr. Todd. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm also a yes. I also recommended this. I'm hoping this starts to make up for Deadpool. I don't know not if it's going to or not. <laughs> Uh, try. Someone else needs to just recommend something forget. shitty. Never forget. That's the next t-shirt we'll make. <laughs> it will be Deadpool <laughs> Max. Never forget. <laughs> playlist. To enhance our reading of this book, we need some music for our playlist. Um, I will start. Mine I came up uh, with sort of like a, a playlist. It's not necessarily directly related, but sort of like something you put on for a camping trip. Um, so I have Give a Little Bit by Supertramp. I'll jump to Mr. Jason. Uh, mine is actually an Irish folk song that I heard uh, just this past week for the first time called Bog Down in the Valley, otherwise known as Rattlin' Bog. Oh, okay. Adam, you ready to go? Yeah, so mine is The Ghost on the Shore by Lord Huron. Uh, Mr. Todd. Wannabe by the Spice Girls. <laughs> Which cracks me up. That's a good one. And uh, Mr. Maya. Uh, mine is We're Not Gonna Take It by Twisted Sister. Also a very good one. Nice. Uh, did, I t- did I tell you guys on the show about me being accused of playing satanic music? Yes. I heard about that. Yeah, that was awesome, man. Yeah. So anyway, some Twisted Sister followed that up to make my life uh, better. Final warnings. Cool. Do we have any final warnings for people before they jump in and read this book? If you have issues with... Mm, words that sub for curse words this is not the book for you <laughs> if you want to hear the swear words damn it that's right uh, gosh and darn and heck is does not float yeah. boat i would steer clear this might be the cleanest book we've ever done on this show it really is yeah might be, yeah still enjoyable but yeah, probably just great. the cleanest book that we've ever done on this show so, so. Well, cool. Then we will take a brief break for you at home to go ahead and go uh, give this a read. Um, it's a quick, short book. We're only reading the first four issues. Um, I have the Friendship to the Max edition, which uh, has basically the first two trades worth. Um, so, because I have started taking on Todd's mantle and buying big things in hardcover when I like them, because I figure I'm going to read all of them anyway. So, might as well start aiming towards the omnibuses to try to decrease on the size of uh, the amount of books that I have on my bookshelf. Uh, Good luck. I, oh my god! I'm like literally at a point where I'm running out of space. It's going to be an issue. Um, I mean, I, I can probably put more stuff on there, but I have to like find another place for all the weird little knickknacks that I've inserts dispersed between everything. Declutter anyway. your life. Get rid of the knickknacks. All paper. All paper. All, paper. all fire hazards. Just a little, just a little tinder box right in my apartment. Well, <laughs> see, in my room, it's, it, it's all paper and accelerant. So yeah, it's it's yeah. the comic books and the booze is what's stored in there. So yeah. <laughs> there you go. We are a walking fire hazard. Yes. Funny books and fire water. A walking fire hazard. Uh, <laughs> At least it's not Cinema Queens. No response from Adam. He's well, I was showing me something, so. But I heard that in your both pitches. Every day. <laughs> That's, That's what I I did for. get a burn for Adam last this past week. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't remember my uh, comment on your Facebook post. Like, look at all the movies that I've seen on this list. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I commented. That was my first thought, too. I just didn't post <laughs> it. I says, yes. <laughs> But have you seen Godfather yet? <laughs> nope. 
No, so it's a list of like 180 like some movies. Yeah, like 250 movies. 250 movies, and you have to go through and you like you copy and paste it and put like a little thumbs up or whatever next to movies you've seen. And I think I ended up with like 250 or something like that. Godfather wasn't even on the list, but he's like, "Look at everything really? I've seen! I'm so awesome!" And I'm like, "But you haven't seen Godfather yet? But you haven't seen the nice. Spider No, but I'm going tomorrow. That movie's like a week it old. Is the best movie of the year. I've seen it three times. Wow. And you've yet to see Godfather. I know, because this movie's only two hours long, and Godfather's like three and a half. But it's amazing. You can watch it in chunks. Yeah. And it's on Netflix, too, now. Is it? Yeah, yeah it is. The whole, the whole Godfather trilogy's on Netflix. No, I know it on the Blu-ray. I didn't, didn't know it was on Netflix. Yeah. yeah it's on now, Netflix the second right one now. is also amazing, but that one's like nine hours, all by itself. And I, I hear you just, just ignore the third one. It's not as good. There's good parts about it, just ignore the Coppola portion, and it's better. Does have you watched the Sopranos camp at all? You know, there's so much Godfather in the Sopranos of the Sopranos watching the Godfather. It really doesn't. <laughs> but yeah, all right, go on. Okay, go anyway. read the book. So we're good. <laughs> go read the book. We'll see you guys back on the flip side. If you have yet to read this week's book and would like to read it now, press pause. Go ahead. We'll wait. We're Rebecca and Charity. We get together every once in a while to talk about food and our mental health journeys. Join us on Spoonful of Podcasts as we discuss such compelling subjects as cinnamon rolls, depression, European Twinkies, ADHD, what's a kalashi, and more. Tune in every two weeks to follow along with the Tasty Podcast for the Healthily Mental. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts to hear us every other week. A proud member of the Hello Sweetie Podcast Network. Cool. Uh, you want me to do summary, or who, somebody else want to do summary? Okay. I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaks volumes. So the reason why I'm not doing it is because one of the problems I have with this book, Maya will actually explain because we have the same problem. So I'll let him bring it up. Okay. Plot summary. I'm going to do this really briefly. Basically, in each one of these issues, they encounter uh, some sort of creepy demon. The first one is these three-eyed wolves that they attack, and then they eventually end up defeating um, by help of the uh, mystical bear woman, um, who in later issues, not in what we're going to read uh, this week, we will eventually find out uh, who it is. They think they're going to be in trouble. They go back to the camp counselor, who has all sorts of uh, tattoos, who runs the place, and she's basically like, nope, you're cool. Um, and that sort of leads you into the beginning of Lumberjanes. Uh, anything pivotal I missed out of that for chapter one? I'm no, trying to go real no, brief. good. Nope. Uh, okay, second one is they're out on a river rafting trip, and then they ever encounter basically a sea serpent in the middle of the river monster, uh, and they sort of fight. They think that one of them is dead. Um, they end up saving her and rescuing her by doing a karate kick to the stomach, and they save her life. And later they go camping, and they, they get their chocolate stolen by a uh, an eagle with three eyes um, and they end up sort of stumbling down and finding uh, at the end of it a hidden little underground tunnel um, with all sorts of like uh, statues of Greek mythology then in our third issue um, they're downstairs or down in this uh, thing they keep finding stuff and they have something that says beware the kitten holy they don't exactly know what that is but they're going to keep looking through it the statues start talking to them warning them and then it's, uh, eventually try to attack them 
they end up defeating them by throwing one of the little ones, who's my favorite, who's a character named Ripley, um, as a space, uh, a fastball special. Um, and she helps beat them up. She kicks them and they run away. And then they end up in an Indiana Jones sort of trap where they have to run across different uh, numbers of things they get through, uh, all the prime numbers. And then they have to uh, decode on, um, they have to decode like secret things. And it drops down a ladder and they are about to escape. And then in chapter four, they're out back in the woods and they're with Jen. And then they encounter a uh, Yeti, abominable snowman type character. Um, and they run into a camp, camp camp for boys, but the boys turn out to be sort of zombified, um, as well as they have to go back and fight a whole batch of the. Oh, I want. What are they called? What am I? What, oh, they, oh yeah, they're, they're hipster yetis, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yep, that is. Yeah, we have. They have to fight the hipster yetis, and that, and then uh, at the end of that, they're escaping from all of the Boy Scouts. But they said, uh, well, they're not Boy Scouts. They're something lads, but they're lumber lads or something to that effect. But you find you see that there is somebody who is basically controlling all the lumber lads at the very end with some like sort of eye of raw kind of thing, and that's the basic gist of everything that's in this book. Did I miss anything pivotal? No, nope. no, nope. nope. that's pretty good. It's a okay. Pretty. The, our our summaries are always very long. I'm trying to trim them down. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, uh, oh, believe me, from editing them, I appreciate it as well. <laughs> Analysis. <laughs> so, um, who? Well, Adam, you said you had some issues with this book. What are? What, what do you want to go with? Well, no, well it's. I'll let my talk about it because he's one who kind of mentioned it to me, so I don't want to steal his thunder. Okay. Uh, I actually, overall, I really like this. I mean, I didn't know anything about it going in, but it was kind of fun because, uh, as much as we mentioned earlier, it was kind of like a Phineas and Ferb look. Uh-huh. My drinking game rule I almost went with was um, sugar and spice and everything nice, where every time it looked like it was a scene from Powerpuff Girls, you take a drink. <laughs> okay. Because it has a really like friendly cartoon <laughs> network kid vibe. Uh-huh. And I, what's really fun about this mm-hmm. is, you know, I'm sure people listening to this podcast have kids and they're trying to get them into comic books. And to be honest, even, you know, the, the safe for work ones that we read may not be as always appealing to kids. Whereas yeah. this one, um, especially for younger girls, like, you know, ages, you know, six to 15, that's kind of, I'd say, the, well, maybe eight to 15, would be like the prime market for it. Uh, this could be a great thing to show them, like, hey, the comic books are for girls. This is something you can enjoy. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. And I think yeah. that's really cool that we've got, um, you know, something that can appeal to all audiences and even adults can still have fun with it. It's, it's kind of like um, like Rocky and Bowling Girl or those shows where there's the, the jokes for adults and the jokes for kids. Mm-hmm. This one didn't really have that because it was pretty much just, you know, jokes for kids or like a cool atmosphere. But at the same time, it wasn't pandering. And it was yeah. still had enough in there that I think everyone of all ages can enjoy, um, despite the kind of the one grumble I have about it, which I'll let Maya bring up after he gives kind of his thoughts. Okay. Well, then, Maya, let's lead into that. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I absolutely loved it. I, I knew of Lumberjanes. I'd never read it before. I didn't, um, like, I knew it had to deal with, you know, a group of uh, girls in camp or, or kind of Girl Scout type vibe. But I never really knew it was about them, like, encountering monsters and all this fun stuff and kind of the wacky adventures they're on. My one complaint, and once I mentioned it to Adam, he's like, yeah, that's, I agree. Uh, is that to me visually I love the characters but I didn't really detect any distinct personalities nor mm-hmm. did I get the like I don't remember which one is which I don't remember names I don't it's kind of like the the problem some people have with Game of Thrones like I know what the characters look like but I mm-hmm. couldn't tell you what their names are I couldn't tell you which one is which and I don't know if that's just me or we've got brother fucker and sister fucker <laughs> Dragon, yeah. dragon titties. Uh, dragon titties. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Drunk dwarf. Drunk dwarf. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, that was just kind of my my one complaint is it didn't really. <clears throat> excuse me. They didn't really do anything enough to make it stick with me. Like this is this character. This is this character. This is this character. To me, I just kind of thought they kind of felt like one big character. I don't think you're wrong on that. I think um, I've read up through the equivalent of trade four. Like I said, I've been reading them in these hardcovers, mm-hmm. so it's it's sort of two trades together. Um, that becomes more prevalent later on. Um, and what they've sort of established is like this overall, like why are these monsters in there? They seem to go with like an eight issue arc is what they end up doing. So basically two trades ends up becoming kind of one storyline arc. And so I kind of thought about maybe trying to do the first two trades, but opted just to go for the four because I think they stand alone on themselves. But like definitely in the like volumes three and four, um, it definitely it starts to separate out like personalities and you start to get a general idea of their traits and that kind of stuff. But I, I think you're right in, in these original ones, it is sort of like, the only one that stands up to me is, is Ripley um, uh, because she's kind of the crazy little one who they, you know, is just sort of nuts and kind of fun. And that's sort of part of the reason why I really like that character. But no, I think you're right. Mr. Jason, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, like the others, uh, I, I really, really love this book. Um, <clears throat> I can definitely see where it's difficult to um, uh, differentiate between some of the characters because they do have a lot of that very vibrant, um, spunky personality to them that just sort of uh, bleeds from one to the next. Uh, Ripley is definitely the one that that stands out among the most. She feels a lot like uh, the dog Doug from Up. Um, <laughs> really lovable, but super easily distracted. And I think that, that's just it's just really delightful. <laughs> um, and then. Um, yeah, I, and the, the dialogue between uh, all of them feels very natural and very um, easy to, to say aloud, which is often hard for, for comic book dialogue. Um, and it's just, uh, it, it, it's really uh, sort of naturally um, uh, pleonastic and um, expressive. Pleonastic. Um, now, for the layman, don't <laughs> help me out oh, here. Yeah, because I, I was about to sit there and say hi for a moron who doesn't <laughs> yes, know what so pleonastic it's, means. Uh, you, using more words are necessary for either emphasis or style. So when someone says something like, um, I saw with my own eyes, that's being pleonastic. So Walter um, Goggins so for example, and Justified. And, yes. and Brian Michael Bendis yeah. and a lot of this stuff. Uh, I was gonna say Bendis. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah, but like when um, when April, uh, the one with the red hair, is talking to Rosie, the the main camp counselor with the tattoos, mm. uh, and she could have just said, "We saw this weird old lady outside the cabin," but instead she says, "So we were, we were in our bunks, just like we were supposed to be, right?" And we heard a rumble and a whoosh, and then we saw, well, Joe and I saw this super weird old lady outside the cabin. It's a much more expressive way to to say something that uh, just gives a little bit more character. I thought. Yeah, yeah, and then I also don't know another comic book that teaches you about the uh, Fibonacci sequence, so I think that's yeah. cool. That's, true. that's one of my favorite things in the world, so I was very happy to see that. Yeah, well, and, you know, also, Todd, Todd originally was going to name his daughter after Fibonacci. Dude, so, so I did this guy <laughs> online, Jason, you would love this. Yeah. So I got the nurses in on this with me, and they thought it was great. So I take this photo of my first newborn child, and there is a placeholder name up there because I hadn't decided on one yet. Now, my last right. name is 10 letters long and a mouthful. And so I'm like... So is Todd. So is Todd. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just going to have a placeholder name, but it's going to be so ridiculous. But it's baby is boring. So I'm going to have an absolutely ridiculous name, and people will know, oh, Todd's just being funny. 
So I go with Fibonacci Shakespeare. Oh, God, yes. And I would say, well, there was probably about 30% of the people responding back going, well, I can get used to that name. Yeah, that sounds all right. <laughs> we'll call her Fibby, right? We'll call her Fibby, my father-in-law, hook, line, and sinker. Absolutely convinced <laughs> this is what I had done. And my wife, bless her heart, just played along because I've got this new kid with black hair that came out. And the moment I left the room and he was there, he goes to my wife and he's like, is this really what you're naming the kid? I'm like, are you going to let Todd do this? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, we had a deal. She comes out blonde, I get a namer. And if she comes out black hair, <laughs> and she came out with raven hair, what other choice do I have? So... And we let this go for more than a day, and then he was like, all right. You know, with the Facebook algorithms and whatnot, everyone saw the first one because I haven't posted in, like, five years. So the second one, not so much. So I actually posted her real name. But, oh, man. But, yeah, some people are convinced. And if anyone ever asked me straight up, like, is that really her name? I'm like, no, it's a placeholder name. Most people don't ask. They're like, well, okay. <laughs> A little too polite. A little too. I got a lot of text messages that, asking. So, great yeah, people ask other people, 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 people but no one would actually yeah. have the cojones to ask me. Some people to spell Fibonacci as the numerical sequence and just say it's pronounced yeah. Fibonacci. <laughs> oh my God. So, <laughs> like Absidy. So like Absida, right? I was really, oh, I geez. almost did it, but I'm like, no, I'll just do this Fibonacci thing. And everyone's like, All right, he's, well, uh, okay. So yeah. So yeah, but Fibonacci's great. And Fibby was actually her womb name. How's that? <laughs> so with the joke long nice. enough, I just called her Fibby while she was still inside mama. Yeah. That's it great. is, but um, <laughs> with Lumberjanes, it's the kids are all spunkly. Ripley, of course, is a standout character. What I also like with Ripley and its side shot is Ripley is the name and alien mm -hmm. of the main character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's uh, yep. if people are, I mean, are there any other Ripleys that you're aware of? Believe, Ripley's believe it or not. Ripley's believe it or not. So there's that as well. So all of the association I have with Ripley goes to believe that it's someone with gumption. And a bit of the fantastic going on there. And mm -hmm. so just mm -hmm. even picking that name kind of assigns all of that to this character. And I thought that was a great and brilliant move because this book is just oozing with charm as much as anything else. I, I read this thing and I'm like, I need to give this to my twain niece because she'll absolutely love this mm. thing and it'd be great. So, yeah. Well, and, and you'll appreciate, too, in a later book, I think it's in the next trade, so trade two, uh, they encounter some dinosaurs, mm -hmm. and uh, Ripley starts writing one, and she names it Jonesy. Yay! Oh, yes! yes. <laughs> There's no mistake so. uh, of that call out of that name. It's like, they knew exactly what no. they were doing. Jason, did you have anything else? I felt like we cut you off just a little bit. No, no, that was it. Um, okay. I, I just want to make sure that we'd never uh, forget about the Pungent Master badge. Uh, that was one of my favorite things ever. <laughs> the badge names are pretty awesome, I will say. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, then you want to jump into cocktails? Sure. Sure. Cocktails. Uh, Mr. Todd, what's your cocktail? Um, I'm calling mine the red right hand because, you know, camping and whatnot, you always hear that scary story to tell in the dark kind of a deal. So that's going right here. But really what it is, it's a chair. It's a play on the classic cherry fizz. So what it is, it's got two ounces of a cherry liqueur or a cherry brandy, half ounce of lemon juice, and then some carbonated water. 
So what you do is you fill a cocktail shaker with ice, you pour in the lemon juice and the brandy, and shake the shit out of it, or you shake the crap out of it, in this case. The poop. Uh, the poop <laughs> out of it. And then you um, put two cubes into a highball glass, strain it into there, and then you top off the rest of the way of the glass with some just carbonated water. And um, enjoy, you garnish it with a cherry on top as well. So it's just a nice, fun, kid-centric, with a boozy kid-centric drink to have <laughs> while camping. Because why not? Bring your kids. Bring your kids. Bring your kids. Bring your kids. Get them drunk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, well, speaking of bring your kids, get your drunk. Um, mine is a, a bourbon root beer float mm. ice cream float. Uh, nice. So yeah. You need one bottle of your favorite bourbon, one pint of your favorite vanilla ice cream, and 12 bottles of your favorite artisan root beer. Um, you're going to make, uh, for individual drinks, you're going to pour two ounces of, of bourbon. Uh, <laughs> you're going to add two small scoops of vanilla ice cream and three quarters of a bottle of root beer. Um, don't shake it up, obviously. Do, but, uh, yeah. do. do shake it up. <laughs> Uh, but Mr. Uh, Adam, I have been craving your drink ever since you sent it to me. So do you want to go? Yeah, next? I'm, well, I'm off sugar too. I, Although I crave Adam's drink every day. You're not Clark. Yeah, you do. Uh, <laughs> I said I crave it. I don't get it. Oh, okay. Well, like, <laughs> I did actually break my sugar rule because I made Queen Alons yesterday, and I had to try one, and they're amazing. Uh, but they're all just buttered sugar, so they're horrible for you. Uh, yeah, so mine is the horribly toast- delicious. Horribly delicious, yes. Uh, the toasted s'more martini. So you take a chilled martini glass, you dip it, uh, the rim in chocolate, and then dip that in crushed up uh, graham cracker uh, crumbs. You add one ounce of Godiva chocolate liqueur. Uh, then in a separate glass, you mix a half ounce of like whipping cream along with a half ounce of marshmallow vodka, which I guess is a thing. Uh, you take that, you stir it together, uh, and then over the back of a spoon, you slowly pour the vodka mixture on top of the chocolate liqueur. And then you take a little bamboo stick and a marshmallow, and you toast it, and you garnish with the toasted marshmallow. Hmm. Uh, for reference, I have seen uh, toasted marshmallow uh, vodka before. I used oh. it for um, um, what was it? I used it for something. I had a recipe for something. I think it might have been the recipe I had for butter beer, uh, for an alcoholic butter beer. Um, it had a bunch of flavored vodkas oh, in interesting. it. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So, uh, cool, uh, Mr. Maya. What is your cocktail? Uh, mine, even though they're at camp. Uh, still kind of gave me like a Girl Scouts type vibe. So mine is the Thin Mint Martini. Mm, uh, nice. One teaspoon of chocolate syrup. Uh, one fluid ounce of nah, fluid ounce. Uh, peppermint schnapps. <laughs> two ounces of chocolate liqueur. Two ounces of half and half. Uh, drizzle the chocolate syrup around the inside edge of a martini glass. Then place the glass in a freezer. Uh, then fill a cocktail shaker with ice, pour the schnapps, uh, chocolate liqueur, and cream into the shaker. Cover it and shake it and strain it into the martini glass. And uh, not last but not least, Mr. Jason. Uh, to go along with my drinking rule of the lady references, it is a cocktail called the Mary Pickford, uh, named nice. after the uh, famous actress and producer who pretty much helped start Hollywood. Uh, so it's a one and a half ounce of white rum, one and a half ounces of pill juice, a teaspoon of grenadine, and then uh, if you've got it, six drops of maraschino liqueur. If not, just add some cherries and uh, some more rum to taste. So the grenadine just reminded me of something I noticed on uh, the office the other day. There was a point in time where uh, Michael is at a bar and the bartender asked, what's his drink? And he said, grenadine. <laughs> and I knew <laughs> never noticed it before. <laughs> and I caught that and I was like, oh, holy shit. Oh, man. <laughs> I want to so, see someone drink cool. that. 
That's, that, that's oh my almost God, like that or Angostura bitters. Bring me some. I just want a glass of bitters. Bring me some. Uh, <laughs> I've taste tested bitters with a little bit of water, but I've never drank bitters. Yeah, just straight. have a shot of bitters. That would just, oh my God. Oh, you bring it, I'll drink it. Yeah, Are you do. sure? I'm not sure. You're, you're, you're oh, not I'm not what saying you're... I'll keep it down. But <laughs> you bring it, I'll drink it. <laughs> I still have some of that hot sauce at my house that we didn't get to. Uh, you can the pepper X eat my asshole once it's on fire. <laughs> after that. Oh yeah, it was bad the next day. See, I don't know what it was, but like, I don't know if like I just you know all of my neurons have been fired because like that last one didn't get me very much. But I also went and got a milkshake to try to cool my mouth off from the <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, bad dog, and that might have just coated my mouth enough that like I did not have a problem with it. Like, but I haven't been brave enough to try it again. You and know it, what I mean? You know, I so. will say it, it tastes good. Yeah. So it's a really enjoyable taste and it's a heat and it's not a I could be wrong. It's not a heat that, you know, it's like a sharping fork to the eye piercing pain, but it does build up and it's very strong. It's more like a boulder slowly crushing you than the fork to the eye. Well, and Adam, you said you still wanted the uh, Mad Dog, which I was kind of surprised Well, yeah, exactly. It has a really great flavor and what I actually do want to do is I want to try um putting in things. Okay, well, I will bring you the bottle. You can fucking have it. <laughs> parting thoughts. Uh, do we have any parting thoughts with this before we get into grades? You know, it's um, it really is for everybody. I'm just trying to think who would you rule out. I mean, they, of course, like, incels. Incels. <laughs> incels might be in, upset about this one. But incels have nieces. I mean, okay, I will, as a spoiler in future episodes... Uh, if you're going to get into the series, the one thing I would warn is if you have an issue with not wanting to explain same-sex couples to your children, which I don't know why you'd be listening to this podcast and have an <laughs> issue with that. Horrible person but, too, so. Yes, but but a couple of the girls end up kind of having a flirtatious dating relationship sort of thing. It's obviously not explicit based by this book, but they do go out for like a picnic date one time. You know what I mean? That kind and of thing. And it's hinted in these so, first four issues. It is hinted in these first four issues as well. That's the only possible thing I could see anybody having a potential issue with. And I only bring that up because I have religious family members, but I sort of said, fuck it. This is a great book. You're going to get it anyway. So uh, I gave right. it as a Christmas Good. present. And, uh, and you know what the thing of it is, is for a lot of people that would hate that they they would miss it probably true probably very true but it's a little more explicit like in trade three so all right that's my only thing is like if you're gonna- but again also if you have a person who doesn't want to explain to your kids that same-sex couples exist fuck you you're a bad parent burn in hell well and i just you know i i, I don't <laughs> i don't personally think there's anybody who listens to this show who would have an issue with that to be honest but if there were, they stopped listening a long time ago which one <laughs> the, the, the initial one. Anyway, it was February of last year. Of this was year. it really? Mm-hmm. So I was, I was. It was a couple months ago. I was like, when I was driving, I was like, was going back to somewhere like just spot checking episodes because like you know to see what you know I can do better and stuff. And I found that one, and I was like, oh my god! Because we went, we made the musical. Oh, that's right. Had, had, had songs from Cats in it. Oh, that's right. Oh, the musical. God. I forgot about that. That is. We need to find ourselves me. a producer and a venue. I think we can make this happen. I hear the I hear the Eccles has openings. Oh, do they? <laughs> no. <laughs> you just wish. So. 
final grades. Uh, cool. Uh, well then let's jump into final grades. Um, we'll do the first one is, uh, self-contained. Self-contained. Uh, this is an ongoing series, but how did you guys feel that this first trade was self-contained in its own little thing? Uh, we'll start with, uh, Mr. Adam. I'll go with an A, because what was fun with this is that you did kind of finish the story. You know, there was, um, interesting things happening that tied all the issues together. Mm -hmm. uh, and then at the end there was still like hey what's going to happen next mm -hmm. and it kind of made you excited to see what's going on you know in the next trade uh i i'm kind of busy right now so i don't think i'll get to reading the next trade anytime soon uh but it was nice that you had a completion of the story while still wondering what was going to happen next well uh mr my no i'm gonna give it like a b or a c just because it does leave you on the uh stuff that had been set up in that last issue but yeah it's i mean it doesn't really leave it leaves a little bit unresolved for me, but like you said, it seems like the the story arc is two trades worth. Yeah. Um, and and I'll go with the probably also a B as well because I do know that it seems like their story arcs are two trades worth. Uh, having read the first what sixteen issues, they seem to kind of go that way. So uh, which is fine, uh, Mr. Todd. No, I'll do that. I mean, there's that overarching, but each individual issue is actually fairly episodic in and of itself, mm -hmm. which for pausing it is actually a whole lot of fun so this is a bit like watching um law and order or brooklyn 99 for me so i give it a b plus because yes there's a strong arc but it's episodic enough that i don't care it was a lot of fun it was good well and uh, mr jason I, I would say b plus as well um yeah i mean obviously the story continues which is why i just bought the uh next two trades but uh the first four at least introduce you to the world well enough that if you didn't want to continue for whatever reason, you could be uh, complete with, with what's happened. Writing grade. Um, and so our next grade will be for writing for, um, I believe it's Noelle Stevenson and Grace Ellis. Um, what is your grade, uh, Mr. Jason? Uh, it's an A for me. I mean, uh, even if the characters do have a little bit of sameness, it's so delightful, it's so charming, it's got uh, a lot of energy, and it's just uh, it's a fun read. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Mr. Maya? Uh, I'm at an A. It was uh, a lot of fun for me, and uh, just made me feel good while I was reading it. Yeah. Um, I'm also at an A. I think it's, it's such a fun sort of palate cleanser from day-to-day -day life that I just have enjoyed the hell out of it and I have I've already ordered the next batch of I basically ordered everything that's currently out there that I can get my hands on to keep reading this uh Mr. Todd you no know, I give it an A as well it's just so much fun and you know it it's charming and you know right writing for different mediums is all its own thing and it's separate and there's really quite the um brevity with writing in comics but with the bubbles and whatnot and they do such a good job, and yet at the same time, um, there was a comment made, you could read this out loud, and it wouldn't feel so janky. I agree with that as well. But yet, it's uh, it's, uh, it, it's full. It's few words, but it's still, it's, they're full bites, and it's an enjoyable meal, and what a great tightrope they're walking here. And it's fantastic. So, way to go, people. Yeah, it's an A. Cool. Um, and Mr. Adam? Uh, I'll go with an A as well. Uh, like I mentioned before, this is fun, because it's for all ages, uh, no matter adult or your kid you're gonna enjoy this and have fun with it and you know it, again it's not pandering so it's not like oh we're doing this kids book so we gotta put in poop and fart jokes i mean <laughs> there's like you know the poison ivy jo jokes some other things that are kind of fun uh but you never feel like it never feels like you're reading a kids book while you know technically speaking you are so uh 
the only thing I probably really have with that is like Maya said is that at this point in the book the characters aren't very memorable in the sense that you know they kind of all do their own thing but I don't remember their names uh, but if they get better later on then you know I'll give them credit for that so. yeah cool art grade um, and for art for Brooke Allen and Martin Leho, um, what is your grade, Mr. Adam? Uh, I'll go with an A minus because again, this was, it was colorful, it was fun, it reminded me very much of a Cartoon Network show. So, like you mentioned, like you know, Phineas and Ferb, which things Disney actually, uh, or like Powerpuff Girls. Mm-hmm. And I've always been a fan of that art style, and it just fit these characters and their adventures and everything else. I almost to the point where you could you could hear the theme music and sound effects in your head of what they were going through just based on the visual medium alone, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Mr. Jason? Uh, I'm going to say A- as well. Uh, it's really colorful, fun. Uh, there's a lot of energy to uh, how the characters seem to move. Um, and even if the uh, characters haven't uh, been written enough to uh, differentiate themselves, they at least have their own distinct styles, which I really, really liked. Um, uh, every once in a while, there was an, a little uncertainty as to what was going on action-wise, but other than that, I think it's great. Cool. Uh, and then, uh, Mr. Maya? Uh, I'm at an A. It, I thought it the art style very much matched the tone of the book, and I uh, thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, I agree with Maya. I'm, I'm with an A. I think it's it's a fun pairing of the art style and the writing style, um, and I uh, really enjoyed it. And Mr. Todd? Yeah, it's an A- minus as well. I mean, it's this book just oozes with um, an energy and a joy. As much as anything, it's the, the kids are having a joyous time, and we're all along for a ride. And it's, you know, what a perfect pairing going through with all this and in the coloring with it as well it's fantastic so yeah a minus it's great cool final grades um and then for final overall grades we will start with uh mr jason it's an easy a for me okay awesome yeah it is you slut <laughs> <laughs> um only every day of the week yeah i, I hope someone, I hope someone got that that joke by the way that reference though oh, okay. oh yeah true um, I'm also uh, going to go with an A on this. I really enjoyed it. I, I liked it enough. I bought multiple copies and gave them to family and friends uh, for Christmas. So uh, they don't listen to the show because they want to still talk to me. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Todd, what's your overall grade? You know, this is an A. Okay. I mean, it's exactly what it's set out for. It's, um, you know, if you're trying to get, if you're trying to find quibbles with it, good luck. I mean, there's some things, I guess, if you really want to go after it, but it's it's such a great introductory and a primer for what's going on here. It's great fun. So, yeah, it's an easy A. Cool. And uh, Mr. Adam? Uh, so, yeah, A as well. Uh, this is just, it's a great book. I love the fact that, you know, like if we have people with kids, I can sit down with them and, and enjoy their passion with their kids and hopefully make like a gateway drug to get them into it. And... It's just really entertaining, so I loved it, and I don't know when I'll have a chance to read more, but this is definitely one that I'll, I'll put on the list as, as one to get back to. And it's also a great one of, I am interested in comics, what should I read? I'm not so sure about Deadpool type of a deal. Yeah, like, I'm, oh, you should read Lumberjanes. I'm actually yeah. pitching a panel for FanX for where to start in comics. Um, oh, nice. So we'll, if, I don't know if it'll get picked up or not, but if it does, that, I think this will definitely be on the list of potential like yeah. good entry dr- entry gateway drugs so i believe at one point they did do a crossover with dc with that gotham academy book they did i've been reading the gotham academy that's actually gonna be my recommendation for this week um but we'll get into that yeah i haven't i haven't read the crossover yet but uh i have read the first book of gotham academy and, and enjoyed it um but uh, mr maya what is your grade 
it's an A. Nice. There's enough, nothing else I can say to, that hasn't been said. Okay, well, I didn't have to do a lot of math there, even though I was doing math. Grade point average. Uh, so our overall GPA is at about 4.0. We got a perfect A for the score. Hooray, point for me, hopefully to make up for Deadpool just a little bit. Hooray. Not yet. <laughs> trying, guys, I'm trying. <laughs> Next week on Funny Books on Firewater. Cool. Um, next week, we are going to be doing Rat Queens, which is, I believe, a recommendation from Jason? Or was it from Yeah. Bob? Jason. Jason. Awesome. Jason. 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 Jason Todd. Jason Todd. Jason Todd. <laughs> uh, only comic book nerds will appreciate that joke. joke. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, Jason, do you want to give us a little preview as to uh, what we're going to be reading next week? Sure. Um, it's uh, essentially a... Um, uh, merry band of female warriors in a sort of Dungeons and Dragons atmosphere, and uh, it's a bit gory, a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, hope you hope you like it. Not nearly as safe for younger readers as this current book was. No, not quite. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So, Bruce agrees. Yes. Recommendations. Well, um, I guess I'll start out with recommendations since A, I never do that, and B, we've already mentioned it. Um, there's a book called Gotham Academy, which I've really enjoyed. Um, it's about uh, a bunch of young students at a private school. It's sort of like Harry Potter meets the Batman universe, and Batman sort of shows up, and um, in the first trade, uh, they go sort of into this abandoned area of the, uh, of the school and find that Killer Croc is hanging out there. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's sort of like Harry Potter. I guess the best way I can just describe it is it's Harry Potter in the Batman universe. Uh, but I've really kind of enjoyed it. It also has a strong female protagonist whose name is I'm blanking on right now. It's been just a hair since I've read it. Um, I've just also been reading a bunch of stuff recently. Uh, but actually, very cool. And they do do a crossover with Lumberjane, so that's why I was uh, going to mention <laughs> that this week. And uh, but uh, Mr. Maya brought that up before me. But thank you for much that Maya. I'm glad I could uh, see so Do you have any recommendations? That's fine. It's all good. Do you have uh, Do you have any recommendations, Mr. Maya? Yeah. Uh, as we record this, I saw this two days ago, but as you hear this, it's been out for a couple of weeks. Um, but The Sixth Time's the Charm and uh, Go See Bumblebee. It is a lot of fun. It is the Transformers movie that we've deserved all along, and it's a lot of fun. And <laughs> yeah, go see it. Uh, Mr. Jason, do you have any recommendations? Yeah, uh, if you are in the Los Angeles or Burbank area, uh, check out a comic book collectible board game store called the Perky Nerd in Burbank. Oh, nice! I like my nerds perky. <laughs> Don't we all? Somebody, I think some. It might have been Nerdist was posting from there. I think they had to get together there or something. Ooh, this like that. place looks cool. Uh, yeah, they have uh, board game nights. I think on uh, their Wednesdays or Thursdays. Oh, nice! Also, now that yeah. Meltdown doesn't exist anymore. Um, yeah. Rest in peace, <laughs> Mr. Adam. Do you have any recommendations? Uh, so I talked about it at the beginning of the episode, uh, and if you haven't seen it yet, go see Into the Spider Verse. It's easily I said my best movie of the year, uh, the best Spider Man movie of all time, and. Uh, it's it's just absolutely fantastic, and make sure you stay through all the credits because there's an after credit stinger, which will have you just howling in laughter. It's it's wonderful, so please go see that. I will second that recommendation. Awesome, um, and I will go see that tomorrow and, and second that recommendation as well. Um, and then Mr. Todd. Yeah, so this author that wrote Lumberjanes also did one that's um as as acclaimed as Lumberjanes is. You wrote one called Nimona. Um, it's another graphic novel that gets other kind of attention. It's a little bit more adult in nature than Lumberjanes, but it's still really great. My wife read it with her friends in their book club. So, yeah, Nimona. Oh, cool. Check it out. Awesome. 
Cool. Uh, so I think that'll do it for this week. Uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, join us next week for Rat Queens as we continue on our month of Girls Who Kick Ass. Um, and uh, welcome to the planet, uh, little baby, baby Fibonacci. Fibonacci. So, uh, hi. And for <laughs> everyone Fibonacci that believes I actually named her Fibonacci, is your opinion of me that low that you thought that I would? Yes. Are you that gullible? Yes. No. Is that just yep. kind of that expected because this is you. the world we live in? No, it's because it's you. It's your track record, Todd. It's my track record. It's your track now record I'm trying to decide how buttons. I feel about that. But that's kind of awesome. And disheartening. You've had a track record of pushing buttons <laughs> since I've known you. But that's what's fun. <laughs> so I really see. And then there was, you know, there was another family member, and you can literally see them writing out, and they're like, "Okay, dot dot dot." You know, that sounds like I can get the hang of it. You really should read the comments if you yeah. see the sort. Of, it's it just made me laugh and smile all day long. So you mean one of the only times you should read the comments? Yeah. Because it's 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 at their expense <laughs> that I posted that whole thing, so it's good times. So yeah, cool. There you go. Well, fantastico. So uh, yeah, um, so thanks for joining us, and uh, we will see you next week for Rat Queens. Bye. 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 For joining us for this week's episode. This band of knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr as Funny Books and Firewater. And on Twitter as at FirewaterCast. Go to FunnyBooksAndFirewater.com for the most up-to-date information. As well as cocktail recipes from this and past episodes. Thank you for joining us. And until next week, support your local comic shop, tip your bartender well, and stay hydrated.